Welcome to the Wealth Matters Podcast, where investors come together to better understand how to build passive cash flow and create generational wealth without all the confusing mumbo jumbo. Here's your host and co-author of Amazon number one bestseller, Alpesh Pamar. We are chatting with Adam Kipnis today. He's a business coach. Is recognized as a top marketing strategist and business breakthrough specialist who can show any business owner in less than an hour how to triple their current number of leads, double their sales, and increase their annual revenue by 30 to 50 grand or more and without spending a cent on marketing or advertising. Here we go. Welcome, Adam, to Wealth Matters Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Alpesh. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. And I appreciate you taking time out on a Good Friday. Uh, so everyone listening, to, we are recording on Good Friday. Of course, the episode would be published next week. So everyone, um, uh, happy Good Friday and happy Easter weekend. So, Adam, what do you do? So I'm a, a small business coach and marketing strategist for, for mostly small to medium-sized businesses. In short, I help my clients get where they want to go faster. What do you mean by that? Why does someone need a coach? Someone uh, who has already started a business, why that, does that person need a coach? Well, it's an interesting question because coaching in and of itself is kind of like the new hot word out there in, right. in the business world, right? Everybody's a coach. And, um, but if you think back to, you know, all of our use or, or what we do with our children, if, if we want our child to learn how to play piano, you know, what do we do? We, we get them a, a piano teacher, someone to teach them piano. If they're in sports, we get them someone right. that knows that better. But interestingly enough, a, a lot of us, in our business, the thing that actually puts food on the table and pays for these other um, amenities in life, houses and <laughs> and things, we don't hire someone to help us make the most of that. And, and so in thinking along those lines, a coach isn't just there necessarily to help you grow or necessarily to do one thing. What a coach can really do in your business is be a third party sounding board, a thought partner, someone that can help you make the best decisions for your business. Uh, so don't get too myopic in your own world um, and you get that third party perspective. So, so that's why I think everyone needs a coach because we do it in every area of our lives except our true. own business. That's true. I didn't think of that. So how does a small business owner or entrepreneur benefit from a coach? Of course, you explained that it would be a sounding board, but what kind of other benefits they would have. Yeah, no, appreciate that. The, I mean, the biggest benefit is figuring out what it is you need, right? We, if many of us need to grow faster, or maybe we need to streamline our operations, or maybe we need to um, hire more employees or know if we're supposed to hire employees. But the first thing a coach can do is really help identify where the gap is in the business because what we think we may need might not be what we really need. So that's the first place a, a coach can really I help. See. And then the second place a coach can help is, is again, to bring in third-party thought and ask questions in a different way. 
And, and being that sounding board, there may be things that sound great, but if you don't talk them through with somebody, you don't necessarily know, or maybe it's better to tweak it a different way, or maybe the sequence matters. Maybe you need marketing and maybe you need to hire an employee, but before that, maybe you need to position the business properly to take on that growth and hire employees. So a coach can really help in understanding the sequence of what you need as well as what you do need. Oh, I understand now. Yeah, I wish I would have found you five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, I wish I would have found myself five years ago. <laughs> you know, we, um, we, sometimes co coaches develop and they just appear in our lives when we're ready for them. Sometimes right. it's, it's a, it's a uh, really thoughtful decision on hiring the right person. But, but like they say, when the, the, the student is ready, the teacher is, will appear the same exactly. thing coach in your business. Uh, so basically, of course, you coach uh, on how to scale up business or you help, you know, a business owner realize the missing pieces of the puzzle. So you kind of act as a mentor as well. And if I may, uh, or kind of an accountability partner or, or, you know, you make sure that, you know, there is some accountability on the business owner side. No, you're exactly right. And, you know, in my role, you know, sometimes I'm a coach. Sometimes I'm that person who is, uh, you know, helping with what's going wrong and tweaking the delivery, whether it's, you know, verbal, whether it's marketing, whether it's um, internal to the employees. Sometimes it takes on a little bit more of a mentor relationship, being someone who's been there before that can tell, you know, my story of business in, in hopes that it helps your business. And, and the third thing, like you mentioned, is accountability even with the, the greatest knowledge and the greatest product, if someone's not there to make sure that you implement the things that you need or make sure that you take time to, for strategic planning or make sure that you think through everything and do what you say you're gonna do, sometimes the accountability portion is more important than the knowledge itself. I, I agree and I think that's where I had trouble accountability. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and a lot of people have, um, you know, struggles, not, not always with accountability, or maybe they don't call it that. Maybe it's execution. Right. Maybe it's, you know, with a lot of my clients, I find them pushing papers around their desk and calling it work, right? So they're yeah. doing the wrong things. Um, maybe in avoidance of something they're scared of or, or they don't know. And that accountability or that help with the execution can be a game changer for a small business owner. In, in just knowing what to do first or what to do next. Got it. And uh, do you specialize in certain area or, or do you favor certain area over others like software or, you know, let's say retail or, or it doesn't matter? You know, it's true that business is business and the, the, the accountability, the steps, the knowledge, um, the partnership is true for any business, but I'm a big believer that you don't find niches, niches find you. And for me, most of the people that I've worked with over my career are really knowledge-based professionals. These are people who have a knowledge base. They're doctors, dentists, attorneys, accountants, other coaches, yeah. engineers, realtors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, engineers, people that learn something in school. And now that has become their business. And maybe they didn't learn business in school because they were busy learning engineering. They were right. busy learning accounting. <laughs> and so that's the type of person that, that I've found that I work really well with because I can be that business mind 
and help them understand the business aspect while they focus on what they're great at, which is the trade that they learned in school. Interesting. So uh, let's say I'm a business owner and I have, of course, a consulting practice or, you know, on IT side, on engineering side, and I know how to take care of that work, but I don't know how to grow the business. And that's where you come in. Yes, that, that's the majority of the work I do are people who are fantastic at the delivery of what they do. Um, but what they struggle with is getting more clients, mm -hmm. getting people to, to raise their hand and say, I understand what you do and I need you. And that's where I work a lot with my clients. And, and that could be messaging. That could be understanding the market. That could be partnering with other people who share your same client and let them help in the business development process. Getting new clients isn't just about being great at what you do. It's being great at what you do and more importantly, being able to explain to the person who needs what you do yes. why you are the right person to bring into the business. Yeah, it's very important to showcase what you do, right? It's like other word for marketing, right? You have to do it in, in right way and not just cold, cold calling, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> because you know, even if you've got the greatest product or the greatest service for somebody, if they don't know that they need you, you could be right in front of them and they still won't hire you. So it's helping them understand that internally they need you and you are the solution that gives them the result they're looking for. Perfect. So this reminded me, uh, you know, about Steve Jobs, right? When he came out with, of course, iPhone, people said, oh, why would someone buy this thing? Then, uh, of course, iPhone became a really big deal. And then he came out with iPad. And I remember he said that, you know, he's creating a market. People said that why would someone need another form of touchscreen or another device to carry around and whatnot. And he created a market out of it. Right. So, yeah. Right. Sense. Exactly. <laughs> and essentially with the iPad, if you've, I don't know if you were an early adopter, you're a technology guy. So you may yes. have been early adopter. <laughs> yes. the, the original iPad and the iPad of today, they look the same, but they act a little differently. Yes. The market, he created a market and then the market told him what they what wanted. And then they tweaked the product to match it. Yeah, no, you put it right there. Yeah, exactly. He created the product, but he realized that this is what the market wants. Yeah, I agree. So in interesting uh, discussion there. Uh, what are the common mistakes you have seen a small business owner make? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> you, you've done this as well as I have. And you know, the, the, the biggest mistake, I think, and, and there are obviously many that, that of people course. make on a daily basis, but the biggest one is going back to what we just talked about is the, the belief that you have what everyone needs without the market telling you what it really needs. And so there's people out there with really great products and, and they go to market and no one buys it. Before creating a product, the best thing a business owner can do is see if the market's gonna want what you have to offer. So if you're building a program or if you're building a product or it's a new software or it's a, a new um, you know, learning tool, if, if you're in the coaching consulting world, or if it's a new hammer, rather than spend the money and the time building that new hammer, ask the market what's wrong with the existing hammer right. and then go create what they need. 
a really interesting, and this is sort of a side note, this is something I learned at a conference a few years ago, and it was specific to writing a book, but it can be used, and, and I tweak it with my clients in other ways. If someone writes a book or wants to write a book on software development, for example, if you go to Amazon, there are five-star reviews, and those are normally friends and family of the people who wrote the book, and there are one-star reviews, and those are people right. who are angry at the world. <laughs> and don't and are going to say something bad about everything but three star reviews if you look at a three star review that's someone who is had such an average experience that they're actually willing to take the time to write about it right if right. you have an average experience you're probably like meh i don't really care but if you have a, such an average experience that you take the time to write about it that's where the best learning can happen so no matter what your product or industry if you find a book on that topic or industry and you read the third part, the, the three-star reviews, you will get very specific information on what people didn't like about it. And then you can tweak your product to answer those concerns. So if you're writing a book and there's three-star reviews on the same topic, people will say, it didn't have this, it didn't have that, it didn't do this. And now you create your product or you write your book that fills those needs. So the three-star reviews of anything, books or products, Amazon is a wealth of information for yes, us. Yes. And that's part of that learning process that a lot of business owners don't do because they're so excited about what they are doing. They just go out and try and sell it immediately. Um, and they haven't created the market or know how to speak to the market successfully. Yeah, great, great advice. And, and I have done this multiple times, exactly what you mentioned, right? But instead of dipping my toes in the water and finding if it's hot or cold, I would just jump in the pool and then realize, <laughs> oh man, it is too cold. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we all do it. There's a wealth of information out there, but we always put our blinders on and dive in and tell everyone what we're doing rather than finding out. And I, I guess that leads to, to the other big challenge that, that small business owners have. And, and this is true for any sort of marketing event or any sort of sales presentation. It's really easy to tell everybody how great your service is and never ask whether they even have a desire for it. And if you ask the question first, the, 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 the prospect will tell you what it is they need and you can tweak your delivery to what exactly they're looking for versus what it is you have. And that, that, that's another great point, right? Listening. I, I have been told that listen to your prospect or customer and they will tell you what they want instead of trying to sell them something which they don't even want, right? Or they're not even looking for. <laughs> so. Right, exactly. Or something they don't even know exists. Yes. So you could have something they don't even know exists and it could be the greatest and they, they're like, what? Uh, I mean, Amazon Alexa is a great example because it didn't exist. This yes. thing that you could just speak to in the air and it yeah. would tell you the weather. And it took a year before they figured out what, what it is and created their own market for it. They yeah. tried to sell it and people were like, I think I'm good. I don't need a weather machine that tells me. Right. Um, and now everyone has them and now it's integrated into cars, oh, it's speakers, it's, it's integrated it's, into TVs. It's, it's great. I have one in every room, actually. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what I do is, uh, of course, I listen to podcasts now on it. And also, I buy a lot of Kindle books. And sometimes I don't have time to read them. 
but this damn thing can read the kindle book like audible so i don't have to purchase audible books this can this thing can read all my kindle books so i can read when i want to and or i can listen to it whenever i'm at home so i i enjoy it <laughs> pretty amazing technology yes so uh, when you start working with a small business owner or entrepreneur, right, uh, what do you consider as low-hanging fruits uh, while building business? What have you seen, right, that this is what everyone should have done or, or you know, certain um, points you would have, you, if you can share with us? Yeah, and I appreciate you bringing that up. And um, so I, I do have a book ab about sort of the low-hanging fruit, and it's, it's um, called How to Make More Money in Your Business. Oh, and, wow. uh, you can get it at freebookfromadam.com. So freebookfromadam.com. It's a free download. And in it, it's eight steps to making more money in your business without spending money on advertising. And the low-hanging fruit, every business has between ten dollars and $50,000 in immediate revenue that can be garnered within probably 90 to 120 days without spending any money. And some of the, the things in the book, one is it's just changing your messaging. Most businesses lead with a sale versus lead with value. And if you lead with the offer, here's my great product that you should buy for $19.95. Here's what it's going to do. The here's what it's going to do and here's why you need it. And here's the price is the better model. So chapter one walks you through that. Chapter two is all about joint ventures. There are people out there right now that have the exact client that you have have mm -hmm. so partnering with them even if you have to give them a portion of your revenue for those leads you don't do that until after you make a sale right. another area that's really big is and one of my favorites that i work with my clients on is the concept of a down sell most of us have a product or service and it comes at a certain cost and if people don't buy it we move on to something else you yeah. know the prospect but what if you had a downsell? So rather than a $1,000 coaching package, you have a $97 a month coaching package, or you have a book like I do. I sell the, the hard copy of my book as well for $10. If, if you have a downsell in your business, it changes the relationship because if someone buys from you once, they give you cash or they give you a credit card, they've effectively stopped shopping for someone in your industry. So right. if someone buys my $10 book, they're more likely to come to me for coaching than they are to find another coach. So a downsell is another great one. And there's a whole chapter in the book on that. So everyone's got money in front of their business that you don't have to spend anything to get. And um, that's the real low hanging fruit, but it's just making small little tweaks. One of my coaches says small hinges swing big doors. So if we <laughs> can find those small hinges, in your business or in anyone's business, that's where I become free as the coach because I just paid for myself. Yep. <laughs> and they have new revenue and new excitement in their business that we can build on. That's a great uh, advice as well. And I would definitely download the book myself and you know go through it. But I will also put the uh, website URL in the show notes. So, you know, my list. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Go through it. Uh, what would be the advice you would give to a newbie or a struggling business owner? Step one is, is always to take a deep breath. Um, <laughs> so many 
people, especially when you're struggling or if you're new and, and therefore probably struggling, they just, you know, they, they pick up the phone, they get going, they're taking action. And, and so many uh, programs out there say, you know, take action. You can't do anything without action. But before you take that action, take a deep breath, figure out what is it that your customer needs, not what do you have? Forget what you have. Your product may be terrible for what your customer actually needs. So sit down, get out a piece of paper or a whiteboard or a computer if you want to type it and just say, what does my customer need? What are they struggling with? What is the thing that they want that they don't have? Once you know what that thing is, really deep down, now you can do a couple things. You can say, all right, does my current product fit that need? Is it the solution they want? Do I have to tweak the offering or do I have to tweak the product? And if you find out it's exactly what they need, now we figure out how do we offer it properly? If it doesn't do what it is they want, maybe we have to tweak the offering um, and, and tweak the product itself. So it's really taking a deep breath and thinking about the customer first and what is it they want and then changing your offer or changing your product to match that. The second thing that they struggling business owners really should do is understand the journey that their clients go through. So whether you're selling a coaching or whether you're selling a car or whether you're selling Starbucks, there is a journey that every person goes through on the way to making a purchase. Right. So if let's just use Starbucks as an example, you wake up in the morning and you're a little tired. Maybe you were up late or maybe, you're just not feeling it that day and you're like, ah, I need a cup of coffee. And you get in the car and you start to head toward a meeting or you head toward work and you're like, oh, you, you start to smell the aroma of Starbucks. You think about that jolt of caffeine you're going to get once you have your coffee. But then little doubt starts to creep in. Do I have time to do this? Do I want to spend $4.50 on a cup of coffee? Do I want to wait in line with 40 other people at Starbucks in order to get it? And if the benefits outweigh the objections. Now you're ready to buy that cup of coffee and you decide, do I want to go to Starbucks today or do I want to go to Pete's or do I want to go to Dunkin' Donuts depending on where you live, right? right. Yep. the journey of your product that someone goes through from the first time they learn about it to when they become a buyer. Now you can identify where people are on that journey so you know when is the right time to make them an offer. Most people make offers first, and only 1% of people are really ready to buy today, they're still somewhere along that journey. So if they're not ready to buy, what can you offer them to help them get closer to that end of the journey where they do become a now buyer? So understand the journey and understand what your client's looking for are the two biggest things that any newbie or struggling business owner needs to do in order to move their business forward. Thank you so much, Adam. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back after the break. You're listening to the Wealth Matters Podcast. The Wealth Matters Podcast. For more info about what we do, check us out at wealthmatters.com. It's wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, matters, M-A-T-R-S.com. So um, thanks, everyone. Uh, we are chatting with Adam. Uh, Kipnis. Hey, Adam, I have one more last question I just thought of is that 
as a knowledge based professional and that's the same problem i had you know i know everything in my industry i, I have a pretty good name out there but it's it was hard for me to build out my people or employees working for me it was hard for i could not balance giving out my knowledge to other people and i i i just couldn't figure out how and when to do that no it's that's the the hardest thing for any business owner to do is to um not only hire someone or, or give away their knowledge, but a lot of it is to trust that somebody else yes. is as smart as us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't trust anyone that they will deliver the same quality product as me. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's, we're, we all have an ego. Otherwise we wouldn't have started our own business or, or branched out in our own way, or more importantly, put in the years of school that we did in order right. to gain the knowledge we have. And um, so first and foremost, um, we're not all that smart. It's not true. There are other people that can give it <laughs> great service and great knowledge that we can bring into our businesses. But I think even before professionals should bring in another professional, it's really about understanding what the client needs and what the business needs. And maybe it's not bringing in another engineer, or maybe it's not bringing in um, you know, for me, another coach, a good friend of mine is an architect and he does, you know, jobs that are hundreds of millions of dollars in budget. He is the only certified or licensed architect in his firm. Wow. He, but he filled in with a lot of people that are good on strategy. A lot of people that are good with the design work or the CAD work and implementing right. a lot of people who fill in the holes that he doesn't have time for. So it's figuring out what is it that your business needs and that allows you more time to do what you're great at, which is the service that you provide to your clients. And then, and then secondly, along those lines, and maybe this even comes before that, is there is no such thing as a sole practitioner or no such thing as a, uh, you know, a solopreneur, if you want to use that term. All have employees. They may be in the form of vendors, but we need to think about them as employees. For example, we all have an internet connection. Right. And whether it's you know, DirecTV or Cox or Comcast or Time Warner or wherever, whatever it is, they are an employee of your business because if you don't have access to the internet, you might not have access to do your job that, that day. Right. We all have people that do outsourced things for us that if you, as a business owner, Think of them as an employee, meaning you know what you expect of them. You know you can, in, in effect, train them to do what it is you need them to do. When you do hire an employee, your business is already built for it because you're treating every role as an employee role versus as a vendor role. So I think it's a big miss that a lot of folks in our world, in the knowledge world, miss is really realizing how many people support our solo business that really add tremendous value and but we don't think of them in that way so hiring employee becomes really scary that last portion was icing on the cake that was awesome i i was just mesmerized i was listening to it and I'm like it makes so much sense because i could I, I could connect myself right i, I went through the entire same stuff <laughs> so, <laughs> i know that was good 
Anything else uh, you want to talk about or we missed? I know you, you mentioned about some trip or something. Yeah, yeah I, I think we've, we've covered a ton. And, and, you know, anybody who's listening, definitely reach out to me either on Instagram at, at Adam Kipnis, K-I-P-N-E-S, or my website, coachadamkipnis.com. Um, and, and happy just to answer any questions. And um, I do do a thing that I call the 10K Challenge where for any listener, I'll show you $10,000 in your business that you're missing today. And um, I do that complimentary. Obviously, if you want to hire me to, to implement it, great. If you get the information and you want to implement it yourselves, I want to provide you that information. And, and also, I do give away a trip. I've got my own podcast called The Entrepreneur's MBA. And my sponsor gives away a trip to one listener from every show that I'm on. It's a four-night stay at a five-star resort, Orlando, Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, Rocky Point, if you're down in the in southwestern United States, Las Vegas, Bali, if you want to go there, you can choose from any one of those. If you go to podcasttrip.com, one person from the show will win that hotel stay. And uh, the resorts are amazing. And that's on behalf of powertexting.com. They're a great sponsor of my show. So I just appreciate the time here. And, and my goal when I do this, my own podcast and coming on others like yours, is really if I can help one business owner get over the hump, um, that, that's what I want to do. So if I can help someone get over the hump or make that extra $10,000 that, that can be life-changing, um, that's what I thrive on and that's what I'm happy to do. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience and, and to tell people about it. I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast, Adam. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks, Alpesh, for everything you're doing for your listeners and, and bringing me in as a part of it. Have a great day, Adam. You too. If you are on the fence about investing or have any questions about alternative investments, please reach out to me at alpesh at wealthmatters.com. It's A-L-P-E-S-H at W-E-A-L-T-H-M-A-T-R-S dot com. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Matters podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes so others can enjoy the show too. Have a great week and happy investing.